Today on Harbor Speaks, we're going to talk about the See It, End It Film and Arts Festival 2020 held at the Warner Grand Theater in San Pedro, California, created to raise awareness of the growing threat of human trafficking in our communities and around the world. We'll be right back after this message. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Patrick. Uh, how do you say your last name, Patrick? <laughs> Erlinson. Erlinson. I always get that wrong, you know. And also here with Sonia from the YWCA. Of the harbor area. Of the harbor area, yeah. That's that's one of my favorite places because I used to go get my toys when I was a little kid over there. Yep, it's our Y-Dub. Hey, Patrick, let me start with you. You are the founder of See It and Explain to us what the program's all about. Um, so for me, I've been working with the prevention of human trafficking. Uh, let me begin by saying it's great to be back with you, Mike. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank I'm you so much for having us. Um, but I've been working on the prevention of human trafficking for over eight years. And what, what really struck me was just that human trafficking is really the, the betrayal of people's ability to, to live the life that they intend and, and really should live. And it's, and it's an exploitation of human beings where human beings become a commodity and are bought and sold or used for forced labor without being paid so that someone else can economically benefit. The human trafficking that we see so much of here in the United States is, is predominantly sex trafficking. Globally, it, it takes various forms. You have, labor, you have labor trafficking, you have organ harvesting as a trafficking. Um, but the sex trafficking in the United States is huge because of our discretionary income. We have people with money. Um, we have a tremendous number of broken families that are producing vulnerable children who are easily exploited. Uh, we have runaways and we have a massive foster care system that's enabled kids to be to be trafficked where they become somebody's product to be bought and sold. Uh, that's pretty scary to me. But how, how prevalent is that in this area here? It, it's, it's quite prevalent because you have various factors here. We have tourists that come in. We have the, the port and the harbor. So that, that attracts a transient kind of movement of people. Where, wherever you have people coming and going that don't have roots in the community, you have a bigger problem. We also have gangs, the, the Long Beach area, Wilmington, we have a presence of gangs. Gangs are now one of the primary sources for trafficking of human beings. So it is quite, it is quite prevalent here, much more than people would realize. And because so much of the trafficking now has gone from street corners to the internet, it's much more hidden. So it's harder for there to be hard numbers on exactly how many people are actually in this situation. I mean, there are cases where kids are being trafficked from their own homes, where the trafficker, the, the child will still live at home and a trafficker will be sending them text messages telling them to get outside because there's a customer for them. And so they're climbing out their bedroom windows and going out and servicing someone under threat of punishment by their trafficker. So what do you hope to accomplish by this Film and Arts Festival? Well, for me, there are two main areas that are really feeding human trafficking. And one is the family, what's happening within the family. So this is an event where families can come together, learn about human trafficking, and learn how they can protect their children. Um, so we really want that kind of a, a major turnout of families. But the other is culture. We have a culture that's creating and normalizing ways of thinking about each other, about sexuality, about um, my own sense of entitlement to to my pleasure at the expense of other human beings. So we have to address culture. And so this was really our attempt um, in partnership with the YWCA to, to focus attention on what's happening within culture. So we can look at movies, music, dance, all of the areas where 
you know, children are getting messages that, that being hypersexualized, that seeing themselves and identifying themselves as a product is extremely dangerous. And it leads to, you know, this kind of making, you know, turning people into a, into a commodity. Wow. Talking about the YWC, Sonia Bailey's here. The, Hi, Mike. You're, you're the executive director, right? Yes. How long have you been there now? Uh, a board member of many years, but in the executive chair only about four to five months. Wow, I know you're very involved in the community. How and when did the YWCA get involved in this program? Well, we've always done well. We've always done advocacy for families, but we seriously did awareness for human trafficking under our racial justice committee, probably starting about six to eight years ago when no one really wanted to hear about it. But we plugged away and plugged away, doing awareness events and workshops, trying to bring awareness to our young people and our parents who really need to know about this, so that no child has to suffer this. Well. So what is, what is the YWCA's main part in this film and arts festival? Well, technically, we are the uh, non-profit partner, and uh, we help bring the word out, and we are a, a brick-and-mortar place where people can go for information, and uh, we stand behind awareness for prevention. Well, this is amazing what you guys do, and it's one of the things that most of us don't even know about in this area. Patrick, I know that human trafficking is both labor slavery and sex trafficking what are some of the common places for such trafficking in this area um well some are overlapped as well so you have massage parlors where you have an overlap of of labor trafficking where the girls are not being paid and um and the sex aspect so there are some businesses that are kind of dual um some you have a lot of you have more labor trafficking within various fields garment you know, in the garment industry and and some just um you know businesses like donut shops where you're you're having people come and work and not paying them or paying the very little amounts um where you have where you have kind of populations that are that are being brought in so the hispanic population the cambodian population you have thai and chinese some of whom are they're easily exploited if their legal status is in question uh, if their language isn't so good. So you have the preying on people who, who don't have security being here in the United States. Those people are often preyed on for, for labor trafficking. Yeah, it seems that it's very well hidden. And, uh, you know, you, you don't really see it very much, but you know it's there. Right. Now, what, what are some of the indicators for you? How would you know? Well, I think it, it is extremely hard to recognize in certain cases, unless you see that someone is not doesn't feel free to be able to answer questions there they basically allow someone else to speak for them people that don't have mobility i mean we've had several cases here where where labor trafficking rings were broken up because someone a customer noticed that the person never was gone they were always in the shop or they were always at that business and and never were away so they got suspicious and then the person was very hesitant to be able to talk and then that led them to call someone to call Homeland Security, to call local police. And then it turns out that those people are being held against their will and being forced to work for long hours. Um, there are people that were in domestic servitude where they're being kept by a family, where families have brought people in and are using them as nanny, cook, ho housekeeper, and are never allowed to leave the house by themselves, that are basically being trapped in, their, in this home environment, oftentimes sleeping in the garage, um, treated like a dog. 
um, I mean, just just horrible conditions that people are under. But it is kind of hard. It's it's having a sensitivity, and that's what we hope to raise through the the CNN Film Festival, as people will start to be able to to question. You know, I, I've noticed that person never leaves the house; they're always there, and they never look happy. Um, you know, little things like that where you start to question, and it and it, you know. If people just became a little bit more sensitive to the people that are living around them, there was a there was a house in in Santa Monica where people were walking their dogs, walking past this home every day, and never realized that there was barbed wire around the house, but it was pointed in and with bars on the window, and it looked like you know self protection, but actually it was keeping people in, not preventing people from getting. You know, it was keeping people in and, and, and not able to get out instead of somebody breaking into the house. Wow. And finally, somebody noticed and they thought it was weird and they called the police and it was a whole group of people that were being forced to live in that home. Um, so just little things, just being aware of, of, you know, people who just do not seem secure. They don't seem confident to be able to speak for themselves. So did you yeah. have anything to add to that? Or? Well, I would add that it is a film and arts festival and it is stories of hope and freedom to end human trafficking it's awareness by education so there's short films documentaries as well as narratives and entertainment and dance and spoken word and performances and we just got approval to have the street open so in front of the warner grand where the films are going to be we have the um, permission to have the whole street closed for the whole Saturday. So there'll be another stage out there, hopefully, and another set of entertainment. So that part will be absolutely free to everyone. And uh, resource center tables so people can find out what they can do in their community, as well as our own one right here. Well, this, so where's this year's festival again? Sorry? This year's festival is where? At the Warner Grand on 6th Street in San Pedro and we on Friday April 3rd in the evening and all day Sunday 10 Saturday. Uh, all day Saturday I'm sorry all day Saturday um, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah we and have we have several venues so there's the Warner Grand Theater which were the principal you know venue for the film festival and then the Grand Vision Annex we have a children's program um, there's going to be educating families on how to keep their kids safe online, which yeah. is incredibly important, and that's also a free free part of the program. Well, that was the next thing I was going to ask. What <laughs> kind of activities do you actually have for the kids? Uh, yes, that's a very important part because it's completely, well, mostly animated, and so it's going to be just on the safety on the Internet so that children won't be afraid and will know uh, what to do and the parents will be aware. Wow. It's, it's with, so we have a couple of L.A. police officers, LAPD officers, who are really good with kids. That's their thing is really working with children. Um, we have Kids in the Spotlight, which is an organization that works with foster youth and Human Save. So they're all going to be part of the youth program, the kids program. And it'll be very interactive and fun. Officer McGruff will be there again taking a bite out of crime That's and awesome. uh, <laughs> you know so it's a it's a really fun environment P people are kind of worried you know that this is going to be heavy but it's not heavy for the kids and it's you know you're slipping in through animated films just like if you if you see something that, that you're uncomfortable with if you see something online yeah. tell your parent or tell someone that you trust as an adult so it's it's not you know beware of sex trafficking it's it's really how to keep yourself safe from things that may 
you know, that may harm you or that make you feel really uncomfortable as children. So they're animated films that are made by made through the, the NetSmarts, which is under the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Well, that's so really it's very great. age appropriate. Yes, know, yes, and yes. Fun. Yeah. That's great. Uh, we're going to take a short break right now. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Yoli uh, Oreb. And she's going to tell us a little bit more about how she's involved with this program. And we're back, everybody. And I have with me Yoli Oreb. Yoli, tell me what your part in this actual activity here. I am a volunteer, and my title is Festival Administrator. I, I do a lot of the administrative things, such as uh, uh, tracking of the sale of the tickets, um, um, coordinating with other people to work on um, vendor recruitment, on volunteer recruitment, um, sponsorship. So a lot of the documentation that follows that, the tracking of it, I'll create with the help of Sonia and Patrick. But I'll do, I'm the fingers and they're the brains and so I get it all together. That's not completely true. (laughs) 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 I know you're very passionate about Mm. See It Ended and the festival. How do you get how did you get involved with this in the beginning? In 2018, uh, it had been a year that my husband had already passed, and I kept getting uh, tapped about human trafficking. I didn't know why, didn't know why I would want to be involved in that because it's just a, a dark topic. But our my church, Holy Trinity Catholic Church in San Pedro, the Life, Peace, and Justice Ministry, invited folks to come talk about human trafficking. So I attended that, and that's where I first met Patrick. And after hearing him speak, it was just like a sign for me. This is what I want to get involved in. And that's how he first got involved, because he was just talking to me. I was looking for a way how I could help. I didn't know how to help. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, and that's where I met Sonia. And both their passion to end human trafficking through awareness just encouraged me to be part of it. Well, was there anything that really affected you in any of the past events? Was there anything that stands out more than anything else? Um, I think, you know, over over the years, all of us, you know, we've have experienced different forms of child abuse. So that was always a sensitive topic for me. I have a large extended family, lots of kids. So we try to protect our children, but not, not always can we. But recently, I saw on the news... It didn't happen in the state, but there was a video of a nine-year-old girl walking down the sidewalk, and she noticed a white van tailing her. And this was caught by somebody's ring, so it was on tape. And she gets to a truck parked in the street, and she stops. The van passes, lost sight of her, starts to back up, and she starts to walk to the front of the truck. And then when you move this way, and then someone noticed it and called the police. Someone taught that little girl to be aware Mm-hmm. And that might have saved her. That has encouraged me even more how important awareness is, and not just for adults. We have to start talking to our kids now. Sonia, can you, can, can you tell me about something that stands out in your mind about this program? Is somebody you really, really helped out? 
Well, as parents, we always think of our own children as well as our extended family children. And at the YWCA, we've been helping families for over 100 years, eliminating racism, empowering women. And it might take a generation, but our mission is to uh, help young people and not be touched by human trafficking, not to be approached and know what to look for. We see this as one of the topics that we need to address and help our young people build their self-esteem, have their self-worth so that they don't suffer human trafficking directly to themselves. I don't know, you have so many awesome programs over there. I, I you know, I, I, my own Growing up, uh, that, was, that was the place I went to get Christmas toys when I was yes, a kid. Yes, we you know? just finished that one. We were, yeah. it was really uh, well, quite a while ago, but I used to live out there on O'Farrell and oh, right Palo Verde. There. Oh, right Yes, and yes. That, that's where we used to, you know, they built those houses, uh, Habitat for Humanity houses. Right. Uh, that was my grandfather's property at one oh, time. Oh, was it? So I watched them build a bridge when I was a kid. That was great. Mm-hmm. But, hey, different subject. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, YWCA does a really lot for the people in that community. Thank you. I, I Thank really you. appreciate what you guys do. It's Thanks. your help me out. We had six, I had six brothers. We used to, my mom used to buy one thing for all of us, you know, but when we went to the YWC, we all got something, you know. Right. Yeah. We yeah. still do adopt a family too during the holidays and we do mammograms and childcare. Um, no child is born a racist. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, I want to stop here for a second again and bring Patrick back with us. So we're going to take a short break again. And we're back with uh, Patrick Erickson's back here with Sonia Bailey. Uh, Patrick, uh, so was there anything in this program that stands out in your mind that that you feel really happy about? Well, la- last year for the the we had the first See It Ended Film Festival last March, and and some of the things, there were many things that happened during the festival that just were were really inspiring moments. But I think one was after one of the films we had a panel discussion with some, we had a survivor, we had some experts in the field of working in human trafficking as well as the filmmakers. And a woman stood up in front of everyone in the theater and her husband was with her and she was, you know, she was older, but she said, you know, this is really serious. And she said, I was trafficked when I was a kid and I've never told my husband, I never told anyone what I went through. And and it was such a beautiful moment of, of standing up in front of this group of people and and sharing something that she she'd kept hidden in her heart for so long and in her experience and she really wanted her experience then to help other people to make them really serious about about this issue and it was just a it was a a moment of just you know humbly seeing you know the fruit of what we were doing you know kind of being expressed to everyone there that this is something that's really real and it's and it's more prevalent than than people realize I mean, this could be a, a friend, a family member, somebody that was trafficked that that you don't even know. Um, that was just a really a powerful a powerful moment that confirmed what we were doing. Wow! Um, is, and this, is this person still involved with the the event? Well, she was just in the audience, so it wasn't somebody that was connected to us before that. She just heard about the event, came, um, and then shared that honestly and openly with a, with a theater full of people. And I think what we find is that there are just, you know, so many people have their hearts opened, you know, to the, the presence of this in their communities and even in their own families. I know it involves a lot of work. I'm sure you don't just do it all yourself. Is there a big committee that works on this? And 
How many it's people do you have involved? Not as big a committee as we would like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a lot of work, and and this one especially with the street fair, with um, you know we have they'll have three venues this year, so that's a lot of things to manage and control and be on top of. Um, so we do welcome a lot of volunteer support. We do have different organizations that are very very supportive and help us. Um, we this year we, again we have the Boys and Girls Club of the South Bay. They're they're actually they've written a, a film script and they're filming it to show. Um, Kids in the Spotlight is another organization that I mentioned earlier. They work with foster youth. Um, there's there's great organizations that have been working with human trafficking in in the LA area for a long time, like Saving Innocence, Journey Out, um, Gems Uncovered in Long Beach. Those organizations have all been very supportive of what we're doing and contribute in many, many ways. Well, that's awesome. So when did you guys start planning this year's event? Shortly after the last one. <laughs> Pretty much straight away, yes. Wow, so what are some of the jobs the committee members do? Well, we have someone doing vendor coordination, resource resource organizations. We have a whole team that picks and chooses and selects the films. And then we have a sponsorship team and a marketing team. And uh, our general committee is very dedicated to, and we meet quite frequently now, to ramp up for the actual event. How have yep. you recruited help in the past? Or how, how do you get these people to come and help you? Well, I have I have almost you know, nine years of working with organizations all across the city. So there's a lot of people that I can call on, you know, that have worked with, with me in the past. And Patrick and the has a lot of has followers. People. Oh yeah. And some people that came to the festival just by chance last year wanted to help so much. Now they're on our committee. Wow. So that's very very helpful. And actually, over probably half of the audience last year was their first. Um, contact with human trafficking awareness so we're very proud of that fact that we're starting to bring in people who weren't aware before and they wanted to come and educate themselves Are there any other uh, government organizations agencies involved helping you at all or? well we have LAPD and LAPD you know Janice Hahn's office has been extremely supportive Joe Buscaino um, so we've had we've had you know people in in government that have given their support and endorsements um, yes yeah and endorsements uh, we had yeah, the mayor, mayor Garcetti gave his endorsement and support. We're trying to get him to come this time. So you guys are getting um, everybody involved. This is we are. We, we try. This is good. We try. And, and that's really what the what this can be, as opposed to like human trafficking conferences. This is a really true co community collaborative. And and if and I can just say one thing. I mean, people a lot of times wonder, well, well, I can't do anything about this. You know, this is something that I can't I can't do anything about. It's too big. Showing up is incredibly important. If we have a large crowd of people gathered around the idea that we, we do not want children for sale and we do not want human trafficking to continue in our communities, if we have a just if people just show up, that's sending a powerful message to political leaders, to to you know law enforcement, to our to our legislators who are going to be drafting our laws, we can make a huge a huge dent in this and and so every person who shows up is helping to end it. And also what's also impactful after each block of movies and shorts or whatever subject, um, there's a panel discussion of ex experts. So Patrick and others have gathered a real great 
team of experts that sit on the panels and they discuss with the movie makers and filmmakers about what just happened and how and what and then there's really interaction with the audience so it really is a learning experience well, so it is the when you actually when they actually catch somebody I guess what 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 happens to them what do they do the, the, how does the uh, how does that get enforced <coughs> Well, the, the laws are still going through transition, and I think for an awfully long time, the, the ability to actually, actually prosecute traffickers was very weak. And part of that reason is, is that the victims of human trafficking are much more afraid of their trafficker than they are of law enforcement and the police. And, and so it was very hard to create cases against the traffickers in the past. Law enforcement has since changed, and now there's a whole different attitude towards the, the victims of human trafficking. Um, where they're seen as victims, they're not seen as the as the criminals that that they were always treated as in the past. That's made a huge difference, but we still need to really get harsher penalties for, you know, the the demand side. So the the people who are paying money to have sex with 11 year old autistic children, th those people really need to to suffer some consequence beyond a slap on the wrist, to to be a deterrent if it's going to be an effective deterrent. Um, but law enforcement has stepped up, and they're much more aware of what's happening. They're, they're, there's a lot more resources being put from on the federal level as well as the local level to support law enforcement so people can be, anyway, so, caught. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> who are some of the sponsors that you actually have for this? Uh, well, Supervisor Janice Hahn has been a very big supporter. Um, Councilman Buscaino, Marathon, uh, San, San Pedro Rotary, SA Recycling, um, Rancho LPG, and Liz and Alan Johnson, the Boys and Girls Club, Beacon House, and others. We're getting quite a good, you know, local support. That's a good group of people too. And That's we're a good so group grateful. Of yeah. Honestly, we couldn't do it without them. Yeah. It's a big. Uh, effort to put it on but we could definitely not do it without all these um, support from all our sponsors and we're truly truly grateful for that well, yeah, also in the faith community I think that that's something where this is a this is a real partnership between the faith community and and more the secular community so Trinity Lutheran Church has supported uh, US Catholic Sisters Against Human Trafficking has supported us um, Holy Trinity has been very active in supporting yes. us. So it's a chance for, for the, the faith community to really get on board to, to doing something for God's children that, mm -hmm. are, that are really really being harmed by this allowing to continue. And they're also being inclusive. I mean, we're supporting everyone. And so our goal is to be inclusive of everyone. Well, so we're going to have to wrap this up. I'm sorry if I could talk to you guys all day. Oh, yes. This is great. <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like to add? about this year's festival oh we're excited we think it's going to be fabulous the street fair is going to be amazing the quality of movies we've selected is amazing and uh, we've got a great team working on it well there's gonna be music and dance i mean it's really going to be a, a a moment of celebration for people to be able to come even though the topic is is heavy and daunting um, but it's really a chance for the community to come together and celebrate that we are going to end this. Well, it sounds that's like your version of the Oscars to me. <laughs> you know, it closes down the street and everything. Well, but, yeah, you know. Sundance, here we come. Yes, we oh, will have yeah. a little red carpet. <laughs> Our uh, little Sundance. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would like to ask Sonia one more question, and we'll, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Sonia, is there anything you would like to add on this? or? 
Oh, yes. Our website is seeitendit.com. Uh, go and find out more information about the festival itself, how you can participate, and you can also get tickets on that site and also through Eventbrite. Yeah. Seeitendit.com. Seeitendit.com. So that's where you can get your tickets, and that's where you can find out more about the actual festival itself. That's right. And, and if there is a, like, if you have a church community, if you do have an organization, a club that wants to kind of support, we have ways that you can that you can support us by, by selling tickets. Um, so it's a way that you can also kind of benefit your club, your ministry. So we invite people to contact us and see about how they can help in, a, in that way as well. How many people actually go to this event how many, how many did well you our very year? first year we had 800 wow and oh. now hopefully with the street being open as well that's a big challenge isn't that's it? it we're shooting for thousands thousands wow that sounds awesome <laughs> jesus come on wilmington yeah so i remember to ask you all this so somebody wanted us to uh, somebody else want to participate they just go to your website absolutely and it's beautiful too good Seeitendit.com. Uh, yeah, S-E-E-I-T-E-N-D-I-T.com, And that's also info at seeitendit.com is our email. So you can also email us. Great. All right. Thank you very, very much. I'm Thank really you, happy Mike. to have you guys here, and I'm looking forward to the uh, festival itself. Yes, Thank looking you, forward Mike, to so having much. you there, too. Great. Thanks. The See It Ended program is another example of some of the great things that individuals, programs, and even businesses are doing in the harbor communities of Wilmington, San Pedro, and Harbor City, as well as the surrounding areas. That's it for our program today. We hope to hear from you soon. If you think you have something you'd like to have published on Harbor Speaks, you can email me at harborspeakspodcast at gmail.com. That's harborspeakspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you at our next show.